You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on podcast, you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that's full of a whole list of other Bat-related shows. We'd also love to dive into other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. And the Batman Book Club is also a part of Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash thebatmanbc if you would like to help support the show and help keep that generator running in the Wayne Manor study. Now, thank you for listening to episode number 95, Dark Knight, Dark City. Joining me for this discussion, uh, this guy is uh, Let's Go Everything. He's a gotta go. He is the Lego Lawrence to my Lego Joker. It's Justin Kowalski. <laughs> I love that I'm Lego Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Lego, you got the. Let's be serious. You got the boombox up. I, 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 I would throw that boombox <laughs> up in the air, bro. Like, it's, yeah, it, very dude, nobody cranks a boombox like Lawrence. And if someone does, it's Justin Kowalski. Uh, thanks for returning, Lawrence Mustache. Oh man, I'm always, I'm always glad to be back. I love and, having uh, you back on. Um, oh sorry, I do believe uh, Pete Vera has a very healthy lead of guests yeah. on this show, but right behind him, fighting for second, I think you and I think you and Garrett are duking it out. Got more. Yeah, I think Garrett has more, but I got nothing to prove, man. I'm I'm all about quality. <laughs> oh, I'm all about quality <laughs> than uh, you know quantity than quantity. Okay, okay. Oh. I can't say that there has been a bad episode yet, but maybe. Maybe no, somebody wants no, to write saying, in and say I'm that just talking uh, about I'm a better Garrett person episodes than Garrett. are you know <laughs> those those Garrett episodes. I mean, we covered the Earth One books. They could have been they're a little amphibious, if you know what I mean. Oh. They're full of snakes. Snakes. Those Earth <laughs> One <laughs> books. They float in the water. <laughs> You're like, wait, what are you talking about here? Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, yeah, I think the last time you were back on, I mean, it was the our, uh, the fun horror month in October. That's um, right. Which is really funny, considering the book that we're going to talk about, but we'll get into that. But I have to ask you first, Justin, before we dive into our our main subject here, what's some Batman that you've been reading lately? Yeah, um, nothing. You know, I haven't even been reading the monthly man. Uh, okay, <laughs> I I, I kind of fizzled out on it. Um, it's just not capturing my heart, bro. <laughs> so I've just been reading every. I I love my streaming comic. Mm -hmm. like apps and so i've been going deep on just early 90s batman stuff kind of yeah like actually uh, what what got me into it well yeah well when y'all did the tim drake episode with andy like the the coming of robin i just started like oh i wanted to go like read through that again sure and because i wanted to look at the cover because i always remember the cover was like it looked like his costume was like orange or something and then Mm -hmm. i just went in a deep dive and i've just been going through like the end of that brave fogel into the i think it was but there was some Tom Lyle did some stuff. Um, anyways, yeah. So I've just been kind of burning through that. So all classic well early '90s Batman. Because uh, revisiting the the old stuff, the yeah. hits, like oh my gosh, and that Brave Fogel, Alan Grant run, like oh my gosh, Alan Grant's. Uh, we and we had this on. We were talking about this on our thread last week. I feel like yeah. he is. He's like one of the 
unsung. Him and Doug Munch, like they're like they're I wish you know people would remember them sometimes when they make those lists. Yeah, so I agree. And I think I don't want to say that there's a this in a negative sort of way, but I think I did bring it up with uh Andy on that episode of maybe they don't necessarily get the credit that they deserve because yeah. you know they they almost do have just like standalone issues instead yeah. of hey coming out they just released in hardcover uh i don't know what you what you'd even want to call one of their arcs or something you know like i highlight this is the book to get people in instead it's like a long stretch oh yeah batman yeah. issues 451 through 463 or something like that which I mean, it's not doesn't sound as sexy to say that rather than just yeah. the title of a Batman book. Yeah. Um, well, that was, but that's how comics were then. It was just yeah, it was serial storytelling, and there wasn't a lot of like there was the year ones and the lonely place of dying's, and then mm-hmm. back into like oh the crime Smith story, <laughs> you know, yeah. like just what's what's happening. And so, anyways, I, DC I, got wise. I yeah, I fully support your decision. Uh, it really kind of made me want to jump in into some of that era again because my gosh, those are. I mean, early 90s. My goodness. I love it. Well yeah. done. Good, Good job, Justin Kowalski. Yeah. You passed. Sorry, guys. But I'm you so passed. excited for Batman because <laughs> Chip Zdarsky is taking over soon. And I love Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. yeah. What? That's great news. Yeah, that, that's that, amazing that's, news. That's hyped. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Josh Williamson's little four-issue arc. I really like that and um, a lot. Because I was with you as sour on the title for quite a while. And don't need yeah. to rehash all that. But Williamson was a nice, um, fresh... What do you want to say? Drink. <laughs> and then, yeah, as the Darsky coming, it's like, man, there's the Mountain Dew I've been waiting for. So, yeah, there you um, go. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, enough with the appetizer. Let's get to the main dish, shall we? Let's start yeah. talking Batman Dark Knight, Dark City. Oh, yeah. As we kind of comment a little bit, they were released in uh, Batman issues 452 to f- 454, hmm. released in 1990, written by Peter Milligan, art by Kieran Dwyer. Dwyer, yeah. Okay. That's Kieran. how I'd say it. Kieran. Okay. And uh, covers by the great Mike Mignola. Uh, oh, they were released God. physically, as I said, 1990. It's been the... Issues have been collected into trade paperback. They're available digitally. They are available on DC Universe Infinite. Infinite. They're also on the <laughs> greatest app in the world, Hoopla. Hoopla. Uh, yeah. Justin Kowalski, which version did you read for this episode? <laughs> okay. I tried to get my actual physical copies, but it was becoming like, I don't know how I'm going to do this right now. Like, <laughs> I would have to lift like probably 20 boxes of comics Oof. to get to my Batman 90s box. Anyway, so I I went to my DC Universe Infinite, um, had kind of a problem finding the first part of it. And then I searched and they actually have um, a collected. I'm going to show you, my friend. Yeah. As it spins. Oh, no. Like they actually have a collected edition of the whole thing. Oh, never mind. I can't show you the cover because it's in the middle of where I left off. Let me see here. Yeah. Anyways, it has a collected edition of it on the digital version with a random story. Uh, about Bruce Wayne not finding the Batcave at the end of it. it has no no connection at all. It's just like here's a weird story. To we need to throw out. this in here. We yeah, yeah. Batten so. this collection up a little bit. Yeah, they all released right. it in the two, early two thousands. I don't I don't know why. I don't know what it prompted them. I think they were just doing like these one hundred page spectaculars and like oh we'll put out oh, a story yeah. people like and so. 
Very cool. So, yeah. I believe so. I grabbed. I actually bought this because uh, I mean it had to be. 2014 2015 so not too uh-huh. long ago but not very recently uh i bought it through comiXology and okay. it was the collection uh the digital version of the trade collection which i went digital so that was that was a very oh. beginning of me getting some digital stuff because Peace. that that trade that physical trade was hard to find really and i don't know if it's still hard to find i didn't i didn't look i just knew i had it digitally so yeah, uh, it's one of those stories, man. That if people, I, th- I think, if you've been reading Batman for a while, they're like, "Oh, it's kind of a a hidden gem." Yeah. So I feel like it's gotten its like when this first came out. So in 1990, I uh, I was gonna turn four, so <laughs> I don't remember what was going on specifically in DC Comics world. But I kind of feel like the you know, say the past decade. That's how I heard. Of, I hadn't heard about it. So I got mm. into comics monthly again in 2006. So it still took me, you know, like seven, eight years to even hear of this of this story. And it, I mean, it really started to get like a resurgence, I thought, yeah. uh, from people. So I don't know what I don't know what sparked that, but uh, good on you, people, because also yeah. <laughs> this leads into. The, well, I'll save this for two questions later. Do you remember? I just kind of revealed when I first read this. Do you remember when you first read this? Yeah, I actually, I caught the tail end of it when it came out. I got some years on you. So um, <laughs> I think because the story I remember, I don't know if it was the second part that I had or I think it was the end. And I was like, how does this start? This is crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember I had a gift card to a comic book store that was like not even in my city to the city over. And my dad drove me all the way out there, like 30 minutes to spend like $10 or something. I right? use this dad. Use $10 <laughs> and, uh, in gas. So I, can I remember <laughs> Oh, gosh. You know, I remember this guy like this is why comic shops have closed because this guy sucked. He was like, what is this? Is this a is this a story within a story or is it a special is it a special like miniseries? What is this? And I was just it's Batman Dark Knight Dark City. I need like part two. And, like he had no idea what I was talking about. And I'm like, bro, like comics, man. Like what is what, what's going on? What a guy. So, wow. Yeah. So and he sucked. But yeah, I read, I finally like was able to get the other three issues and I was, it was just kind of a bananas, like, like mm-hmm. interpretation. It's probably like my first real Riddler story that I read. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that to my knowledge, it's like, Oh, this is a Riddler story. This is weird. And plus a lot of it probably went over my head because it was, it was, it's a little dark, man. <laughs> this is kind of yeah. actually I feel like it's in the realm of some of the the Grant Morrison like weirdness, especially when you yeah. get into the, you know, Barbados stuff or whatever. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Cool. Mine, like I just said, mine was probably like 2014, 2015. And then why did you choose Dark Knight, Dark City? Well, Ryan yeah. pulling the, the, the curtain back. Because we were trying to plan for October creepy stuff. We sure like, were. I got one. And you're like, well, wouldn't it be better to finish the trilogy? You're right. <laughs> Producer yeah. of the show. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I don't want to force you to do it. But also like, well, you started the, you know, the Batman Red Rain trilogy. Don't you? Do you want to see that through? And then you'll just yes. come back for Dark Knight, Dr. City. And you're like, yeah. Well, you're like, All hey, right. let's do it leading up to the Batman. Yeah, Riddler, it's a Riddler exactly. Story. And then it was like, let's do let's drop this around the time of the Batman because people will be hungry for some Riddler content. And here's yeah. a story that maybe not everybody knows about. Um, it's actually that sucker, that sucker Andy DiGenova wanted to do it. 
Perfect transition. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a couple yeah, episodes ago. I heard him ago. talking snap. But you <laughs> he know did. what? He, it, he just had was a funny baby girl, and he, he needs to be taking care of her and not talking about this. Exactly. He, does, he doesn't even be right? talking about what happens to infants while oh, he gosh. just has an infant, you know? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad we might have spared that a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, that was funny because we <laughs> talked about that episode uh, uh-huh. of how it was like, I'm down forever. And I'm like, well, you're the guest. Feel free to choose. You know, what story do you want to choose? You're the guest. That's that's what uh, like that's, that's how this how this goes. So he says, how yeah. about Dark Knight, Dark City? And I'm like, not that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then, yeah, I told him Justin Kowalski. And he's like, oh, that son of a bee. Um, <laughs> that's me. But very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. This is a relatively um, short story. Sometimes mm-hmm. I love the long epics, but sometimes I like the little palette cleansers of three issue arc. And this, yeah. like you said, this is a this is a pretty dark story. This is a Riddler story, which I still don't think that we get enough Riddler stories. And yeah. because it's so spaced out, so I first read it, and I've probably read it once since then, mm-hmm. and then now. So it's a total. I kind of forget. I forget what happens. And then opening up to that first page and I'm like, Oh, this, this little chestnut in (laughs) which, how have you always pronounced it? Barbathos, Barbathos, Barbados. I I, I was calling it Barbados. Barbados. Okay. Like like the getaway. But I just just wanted, I wanted one audio version just so I know how this is pronounced. Cause I know, as you mentioned, it's very Grant Morrison and Grant Morrison, this, this opening sacrifice, the ceremony of the bat that runs through all three issues of this story. Yeah. Uh, Grant Morrison hijacked and manipulated a few things for his for his run, yeah. more so in the Batman and Robin run, I believe, where yeah. Dr. Hurt was a part of the ceremony of the bat. And yeah, yeah I think he he may have dropped the H. So it was more a Barbados there instead of yeah. Barbath, Barbath. Barbat, I don't know. Barbate, I don't, I don't know. What that's kind of the. Would you say like that's the the seed, the root of this this story? Then is the ceremony of the bat, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's. Okay. I mean, we can. It's when you get hop to all the over end, the place. Say whatever you. Yeah, want. I was just gonna say the whole. It's all. It's all predicated on the fact that Riddler came across his book. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh. Yeah intrigued by it and you know everyone has an obsession with batman and gotham and so but i'm also but it's also um when you kind of you know i I don't want to spoil all the way but like there's a little bit of a revelation at the end where it really has to do with gotham city i feel like the book was just the thing that triggered but Mm -hmm. it felt like it's always there and i think that's the stuff morrison kind of tapped into i wanted to i wanted to go back a little bit though like so peter milligan who wrote this He's mm-hmm. part of that British invasion of comic writers. Uh, kind of, they kind of came in the eighties and did some crazy. What's some other stuff that he's written? His name sounds he's familiar. Done, yeah, I mean, one of the the cool things I love that he did uh, this really cool version of X Force for Marvel. Okay, uh, he did a lot of like Shade the Changing Man. He did a lot of Vertigo type of things. Hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think. I feel like he did some Elseworlds stuff too. I'm I'm having like a. I know he did. He did Justice League Dark. He did. Um, Human target. He did, he he was like, yeah. I I would say a lot of his stuff was like Vertigo first. He's a weirdo, <laughs> and you and like like and I mean that in the best way. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's you're he's definitely not like your your typical like you know comic book writer. Like 
his his issues came off the Marv Wolfman. There was a little stint of Marv Wolfman, who's like one of the all time greats in in comics, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And then you you finish his like kind of Return of the Joker story, and then you get this Riddler story. Such a great time, by the way, in those comics. You got like Riddler, you got the Penguin Affair. That yeah. was all around this same time, I think. Got Harold. And then shout out Peter Vera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. He loves that one. Uh, go check out that episode. Uh, but you 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 jump into that story. It's such a different. There's a lot of prose to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. You know, yeah. it it actually kind of felt it feels like it belongs in the the same world, not the same world, but like as we went through those vampire stories, you know, like the Batman. This is Dracula an Elseworlds stories. for sure. Yeah, it, 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 it feels it, like it could be. It felt like it could be, except, you know, except with the modern stuff. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's he he's a he's a great writer and he definitely can't write like 12 issues of Batman because I think you'd lose people. But a little yeah. three, like a pit stop to tell a creepy story fits him perfectly. That's a, and that's a good exploration in the sense of uh, a three issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's roughly what the Red Rain each bat of those books are, isn't it? It's roughly like almost mm-hmm. like a three About. issue. That's yeah, just enough to get so almost to really go wild. 80 pages. Yeah, to really go wild because I don't know. It's like eh, it's only three issues. I'll give it a shot. And so, yeah, I think you make a good point with that. And when you're saying that this is more about Gotham, I do remember uh, reading it this time that I thought this is the previous two. And I got a little, I always uh, get a little confused in who's narrating this Hmm. because I know that they do in the internal dialogue, they color the boxes different, but I do. I thought that there were at times where was it like this, uh, the voice of God (laughs) Uh, and Batman, their boxes were the same colors. Uh, the voice of God and Gordon's boxes were the same colors. I think Gordon and Batman's boxes were kind of the same color and not like the talking to each other dialogue, the internal dialogue, you know, jumping with that. And I know that that would kind of confuse me a little bit because the voice of God (laughs) part is very like, wait, who's, who's saying this? Like, what are, what's he talking about? And then you start to realize, is this Gotham? Is this the, the bat that the ceremony was trying to conjure up, you know? Uh, which plays into the, already. Yeah, Justin, this would have been a very valid pick for October. <laughs> <laughs> like it's creepy time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's strange in that regard. But then I kind of feel like if it went on any longer, it could have maybe started to get me a little frustrated or lost. And that's when it brings it back to snap back to reality. OK, that's um, right. <laughs> And we get either with Batman or we catch up with the Riddler or something like that. And yeah, the Riddler's inclusion here. Why do you think like now this book? So, you know, we're over 30 years later. Why is it catching so much fire now for like, oh, a Riddler story? This is like top tier Riddler story. Yeah, I I, I honestly think because it's 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 a very well written story. It's Mm -hmm. it's. Batman figuring out some crazy honked up riddles, right? Yeah. Um, there, I can't think of a lot of like great Riddler stories off the top of my head. When someone says name a great Riddler story, this is it. This is the Riddler story I think of. Um, I know he's in Hush, and I know he's in uh some other uh you know you know you know he had he had like an arc after Hush where he kind of became a detective like for mm-hmm. hire type of situation, but those aren't great Riddler stories. They're like, Oh, that's just Riddler being like a supporting cast character. 
I can't off the top of my head think of like some amazing Riddler stories, except for like the, the Riddle Factory. Okay, that well, you go okay. the Riddle Factory. Do you remember that? There one you go. I'm talking about. So there's that. There's yeah. that, and then the War of Jokes and Riddles, which I really liked from Tom King. I did too. Joker and the, yeah, and but and then the stuff I didn't care for some of the stuff from Zero Year. You know, um, agreed. Yeah, so I just think it's it's hard to write a good riddle story, yeah. I guess, and for it to not be goofy, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, it's a gorilla in a tree, Batman, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and this story pushes Batman to really uncomfortable spots. Yeah. You know, and yeah, man, I actually feel like it was, I couldn't believe like, like when you reread it, you're like, man, I read this when I was way young. Like I w- I wouldn't let my son read this. <laughs> now (laughs) and that's about how i think i was a little younger when i read this yeah like a year younger i'm like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) like it's a a trip yeah and i think i totally agree with you in the sense of it's the challenge to write a riddler story is like well you have to write riddles and then you have to like you've got to write good riddles in which there's such a payoff as a reader as you try to you think like, you know, oh, the the writer's challenging me. Let's see if I can figure out and solve this riddle. And I never yeah. can. Uh, I'm not <laughs> smart with riddles. And I, but I love that the big aha moments at the end in which, you know, the you go on this whacked out adventure where you have Riddler doing having Batman go. Batman has to do these, you know, clear these hurdles and they're wild, too. Uh, and then you learn at the end. Riddler kind of explains them all, you know, connects the dots for you and which makes it then fun to go back even and flip through the free, the three issues to see, you know, uh, well, I'll just list them. So this, it all takes part of the ceremony of the bat in which this thing that's intercutting with the story of uh, this 1790 something or, um, 70s yeah that thomas jefferson there's some history for you yeah thomas jefferson rolls up i love that's the thing i love that thomas jefferson's a part of this shenanigans dude they're like and then he peaced out he ran away yeah 1765 you know yeah. uh, a group of occultists you know jacob stockman and thomas jefferson yeah uh, and they they go through the the mill on the sacrifice to try and control yeah. the bat and the five things that they have to go through or six things i'm sorry is Kissing the lips of a hanged man, bathing mm-hmm. in human blood, dancing yes. with the dead in a dance macabre, Batman yes. R.I.P. <laughs> Slaying a wild dog with a silver dagger, slitting the throat of an unbaptized child, and dancing a Sabbath dance in front of the devil, represented yeah. by a horned goat. So that's yes. pretty wild. That's not your yeah. typical Friday night. Yeah. Um, but we, <laughs> but we, we get such weird, but also under understandable um, adjustments to each one of those steps that the joke or I'm sorry, the Riddler has, you know, manipulated himself. He's all still counts. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like it works. Yeah. I think out of all those, so I guess we can go, we can run down some of them. Like, sure. uh, The weakest of the riddle, like challenges was dancing with the dead. Cause obviously this is a Batman comic. And Mm -hmm. even though there's fantastical things like, Solomon Grundy is a dead dude. I was almost like, man, it would have been great if he had Solomon, you know, Grundy, like wrestle him in a, the in, in the graveyard or something. Right. <laughs> but Riddler somehow just gets some like Disneyland androids. Yeah. <laughs> and one of his henchmen to lead him through it. So, 
Yeah. That was the weakest, but I got it. Like there had to be some type of conceit, but I was like, part of me was thinking, well, why didn't Milligan just write something that was a little less like, uh, of a hangup? Like why, why we had to lean on like, and like, you know, what are those things called? Animatronic zombies. Like, why did we lean on those? So I'm wondering what is, was these five (laughs) rituals based on something in history, some type of like real creepy, like, like, hidden 1700s like let's start the Black thomas Arts. jefferson book club podcast <laughs> yes. and we'll, yeah. we'll really yeah. uncover <laughs> what he was up to i don't know what's going on he's <laughs> yeah. like i'm gonna get into politics there you go <laughs> so <clears throat> i i like that one uh yeah. because i found that one to be that one to be fun gotcha. uh, i i don't disagree with you though they threw one i forget what his name is they threw one guy dressed him up like all the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the sacrifice, uh, the sacrifice, I guess. Um, yeah. But I mean, each step and then visually, it's kind of uh, stunning. I mean, there's such a charm in early 90s art, I think, in comics. Uh, yeah. And I'm not even talking about when you get the headliners of, you know, Bray Fogel and uh, Jim Lee later on in, in X-Men and stuff. I'm just thinking of yeah. the whole the whole era there's a charm with it yeah but when batman goes to the blood bank and this is for the bathing in human blood and it just oh, everything gosh. bursts and he gets covered yeah. in blood and blood splattering like everywhere it's freaking blood so that yeah. being everywhere does elevate things to a very horrific uh setting you know yeah. to a horrific level and it's like oh wow damn batman's yeah. covered in blood we already saw that in red rain <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the blood trilogy the blood trilogy <laughs> I'm only oh. going to do episode comics where there's blood involved. There you yeah, go. <laughs> from here on out. There you go. Yeah. Blood brothers. Blood bat brothers. <laughs> blood bat. Blood bat brothers. I like it. Um, the, I mean, it hurts. It's it's art. Uh, it's a comic. It's fake. But him stabbing a, stabbing the dog where he does, that's pretty sad. Yeah, so it's pretty brutal. That was one of the ones <laughs> where I'm like, would Batman stab a dog? Like, Agreed. Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't. We but, saw we saw him in the dark night. He just like took and threw a dog. He threw that's a dog. He He'll throw a stab. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I, okay. That's why I wanted to kind of go through some of these these like uh, situations. So okay. Okay. So we talked the dance macabre with mm-hmm. the with the animatronic zombies, um, and a real guy. By the way, <laughs> the know, like, I'm like gonna find his name. Out. Keep yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Phil. I don't know. No, I don't know Phil. what it was. Some classic some guy. Phil. Classic feel. Um, then there is the, like you said, the bloodbath, which was freaking creepy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I just like how the Riddler just hopped up on top, like, hey, guys. And he drops <laughs> a baby. That's what he tricks Batman into thinking. Oh, gosh, there's those ba- there's four babies that are kidnapped, right? And it's actually a dummy. A bomb explodes. Blood gets everywhere. Jimmy. 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 <laughs> Even better than Phil. Good old Jimmy. <laughs> Good old Jimmy. All right. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, and then so then you have, uh, I'll save, I'll save the like the the yeah, worst we know which one we're saving. Oh gosh, <laughs> that one's tense. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I remember asking my dad what that was because <laughs> I I didn't know how to pronounce it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Uh, and then there is the dancing in front of the devil, which you know, <laughs> the guy got him the flip with a flamethrower. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Batman's doing flips (laughs) in front of a goat in a a hall of mirrors like crazy it's crazy it's so insane um oh crud what was the other one so there was the oh okay it's the the hangman one 
that one I actually thought was real, like, um, like that felt like the most like straightforward, like Batman situation. There's a guy hung, Batman throws a battering, slices the rope, catches him, you know, does some mouth to mouth. And, and it's heartbreaking because what the, one of the things that's really cool about this is, um, there's such a human element to Bruce Wayne. Not that we never get it, but mm-hmm. we get a lot of human tortured Bruce Wayne in here. He follows up every victim. He goes to the hospital to make sure he checks up. Like, I mean, I guess he could have made a phone call, but he's like there with Gordon mm-hmm. in the hospital. You know, this poor officer, um, I saved his life, but his spinal cord was, you know, was damaged. I'm like, dang, dude, like Whoa. <laughs> he follows up on the babies, you know, yeah. that were kidnapped. Uh, I love that aspect of it and just his, you know, this is loner Batman right here. There's no Robin, mm-hmm. you know, he just, I mean, this is post lonely place of dying, but you're not referencing any of that stuff. You're just kind of like, isn't it, is this before or after? I thought this is after, yeah, this is after lonely place of dying. Yeah. And so you're kind of getting just like the last of the loner Batman of the nineties for a bit. And he's really, he's really like delving into like, like, his role as the protector of Gotham, he does anything like where he thinks he runs over the baby. Mm -hmm. Like that whole inner monologue is really was, I remember just, again, I read this when I probably wasn't like psychologically ready to to absorb this the right way, you know? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. description of that, of of even of like, he felt the bump or whatever and stuff. And it's like, Oh my God. No, he, I don't think he did. He didn't. They wouldn't go that far. Yeah, DC's like, oh, we can't be running over babies, you know. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, any any all that stuff was just even where, uh, like like I said, like where I have the not an issue, but I feel like the animatronic zombies was the sillier of the moments. Sure, all this stuff gives it all such weight and 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 terror, you know, because you know with with the robots, then there is there is like you said, Jim was it Jimmy? Jimmy. Who, Lily has his neck exploded, which kind of makes him actually dead. You know, mm-hmm. well, he is dead. And so it kind of finishes that riddle. You know, he did mm-hmm. dance with the dead. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, crazy. Just that's why I think people love this story. Or if they haven't, they need to read it now because <laughs> it's uh, woo, wee, a lot. Yeah, so, it's, it's okay. a humdinger. And now the big one. The big one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the one th- he has to slit the throat, right? Yeah. Of an unbaptized child, man. Riddler is crazy because even the, the setup of it is is like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, this is this is terrible. So they're trying to put ping pong balls into mm-hmm. the little baby's mouth. Right. Yeah. And so. So he's tricking essentially Batman into slitting the baby's throat. Um and so Batman has to perform a tracheotomy, right? Yeah. And I remember asking my dad, "What? What is that?" I didn't know idea what it was. I, was I don't nervous remember to ask what him. I first watched, where somebody had to do something like that. And it, I mean, it wasn't a documentary; it was like, you know a TV show or movie or something yeah, yeah. where part of it was having to cut open somebody's throat. And I was like, yeah. "They killed him." I feel like there was something recently that I just watched that had to do that. And there was this blood everywhere, but he, he was able to breathe. I don't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. But it does um, seem familiar, it was, but man, yeah, I, I didn't recently. know. I didn't. And that was still eye opening to me. Cause I was like, wait, what you cut people's yeah. throats open to help them. That's yeah. against everything I have seen so far in my life. Yeah. You, you shouldn't <laughs> do that. And so, and especially he, he couldn't use a scalpel. He had to use like a dirty knife, you know, yeah. he just got out of the sewer. Gosh. Like, 
there was this, you know, Batman's always ended up in the sewer, man. He's always like, <laughs> he loves prepared, bro. He prepared. <laughs> um, so that part was probably the darkest of the whole thing. And I'm yeah. like, dang. Um, I think the the one that I disagree with most is Batman killing the dog, but because he just did it so easy, some rando hands him a knife in the bar, and all right, I'm gonna kill this dog, and then you know, See, and, it, the, and the way it details the way the body slumps on him, the heart stops beating, like Milligan goes descriptive, man. Milligan makes it like, you know, he makes you experience everything with the the details that he. That, you know, as as he goes through all these riddles, like, you know, Milligan paints a great picture of of the process that Batman's going through. So as readers of the Batman book club, (laughs) we're experiencing this this trauma with Batman. And And just just like they do in movies where they can cut away before. They do it here. You don't see knife on throw impacts. You don't see that. The worst that you get is a, a. a couple splotches of blood that have splattered on Batman's uh, chin on the next yeah. page. But yet we just described. So we actually see the visual of him stabbing the dog. We see uh, yeah. all that stuff. And yet it's the thing that we don't see that stuck with us the most. Yeah. Oh, DC's like, you can't cut a baby yeah. throat in the comic. <laughs> and that's, a, that's effective. Um, yeah. I think it was, Oh man, the, was it Night of the Reaper, the Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill story I may have done with uh, the sheriff, Ryan Haas, mm-hmm. for October. And it was something I'd come up or I'd come across that Neil Adams had once said, you want to illustrate three seconds before the action. Yeah. And that was like his the cover. That was his idea for the cover on that one is the, yeah. the Reapers coming down on Batman. And so I think here, too, is you see that knife really close to that baby and the baby crying. I mean, it's a it's kind of a cross of like an infant, but then like an old bald guy's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I don't it's know. not it's yeah, a very mature it, baby. It but... looks, it looks, it looks kind of like a Tweedledee or Tweedledum there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mad Hatter's like, actually yeah, hopping around Quinn the corner. Dwyer is not, his best illustrations are not babies. They all just look like, you know, shrunken, shrunken men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's, we just spent five minutes on this one alone. It's, it's effective. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's appropriate to call it clever, but on a on a level it is of how he I mean the it's evil for sure, but what Oh, it's sadistic, bro. It's completely insane. Like <laughs> like Riddler what's corrupted, going on here. This is how I've plotted this which only kind of helps elevate him as a villain of how he's kind of manipulated Batman to yeah. cuz you you read these uh the criteria for the sacrifices and it's like yeah there's no mm-hmm. way batman do this yeah but so and he knows this too so how did like he tricks him into doing every committing every single sacrifice which i think that helps make this of like oh well, yeah this this proves riddler's intelligence his yeah. uh, the depravity he's sunk to to do this which batman comments yeah. on later like in that that last scene as he's tied up and he's like man you've Basically, I don't know verbatim, but he's like, dude, you've gotten all sorts of effed up. What the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah In which, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, like, there was a little bit of, I, I feel like an, if this was a more modern book, mm-hmm. like, Batman would have been like, oh, 
he's read he's read the the ancient you know black book of gotham you know that's he's, what he's doing he would have known right away true. you know maybe he and, would have come up he's aware of the ceremony so by the third one he would know of like oh i've done yeah. this and this and then there's two left i can't do yeah. it some kind of resistance he's figuring it out that's yeah well, well which said. which which is kind of a problem i think because like I love Batman being like the best of the best, but like mm-hmm. goodness, the guy knows everything. It, it almost makes it impossible to tell a Riddler story if Batman's an encyclopedia all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of interesting for us. I'm glad that he knows about it now, right? Yeah, like, we can reference this story now if we need to, because oh yeah, that one time <laughs> Riddler went nutty and read and read the freaking Black Book of Gotham. Where I just made that up. I don't know what that is called <laughs> right now. I forget the name of it, but um. So I actually like that Batman's unaware of this, this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, it makes, you know, he's still the Dark Knight detective. He's still the world's greatest detective. He just didn't know about an ancient yeah. ritual book and he's experiencing it now. And so I think it gives a story, you know, it doesn't make it weak because I, I can see someone going, well, how come Batman didn't know about this? I don't know, man. Like he just didn't. And it's OK. <laughs> I said, then we don't have a story. If he's then perfect, we then we don't have comics or movies. <laughs> yeah. It has to be and flawed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I don't know. I just think I just think the the just it's it's almost like man, was there remnants of this like sticking with the Riddler moving on? Would that would that have been cool? I I don't know. You know, like yeah. for him to be kind of a possessed kind of character, it gives him an edge for this story. But it's I don't know. It's perfect you know for comics. Yeah. I don't but know it, how well it, that would have resonated going that far. Yeah. Moving well, on. Well, remove the Barbados narration aspect. That's the supernatural part, part I guess, yeah. because the the flashback to the ceremony itself with old Tommy J. Tommy uh, J. We're, we're introduced to the idea, but it's like it cuts away before really telling us of like, and there was a big bat that showed up and talked and did his secret handshakes. You know, it didn't go to that level. It teased us with it, then went to modern, yeah. then dipped back to it, then to modern. And the only and then like, the supernaturally su- weird at the end. Exactly. Then then yeah. the end, we do get I don't know if you'd even want to call it a payoff, but we do get the answer, I guess, a reveal of is this is this BS or is this real? Yeah. Uh, that that almost takes it by that takes it the most horror element, but I, I really mm-hmm. like that stuff. Actually. It's very interesting to me for like new England area, old, like 16, 1700s uh, myths and yeah. what, you know, the, and the witchcraft, all the stories coming out of there about that. And yeah, it, it's fascinating to me. So much of it does seem like, Hey, that's nuts. How could anybody believe that? And yet so many, so many people would. And so to, to have that be the the foundation of the story. And then also to just like what they closed it off. And then Gotham has been built on that. The book yeah. that is on the, the bookstore, the library uh, Riddler finds that book that it was on that closed off where the ceremony happened. And yeah. that's like, that's cool too. That's historical. And then that would also be uh, quite a revelation to find out if you yourself, it's full uh, poltergeist of you yeah. end up actually like, oh hell, we're on a, a cemetery. Oh, I, yeah. what am I doing here? I can't be. I can't live here. <laughs> yeah, the I I 
going back to the payoff, I actually mm-hmm. thought the payoff was very sweet. Um, again, you know, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <gasps> yeah, spoilers, All right, spoilers, spoilers. All right, guys. So, you know, we find out the girl. However, Batman's able to really give this girl peace. She's been suffering for 200 years now, right? Yeah. Like she's dead, but he encounters like a, I don't know if it's a, if it's because of he's in the, the actual spot, you know, he's in that cellar. I don't know. It's because of all the crazy demon stuff going on, but you know, she's an actual person again, Mm -hmm. or at least he's experiencing her that way. Right. Yeah. And she's talking to him finds out her name's Dominique and um, he's going to rescue her and put her, let her rest in peace. And I love that he's able to, um, you know, put her in the family mausoleum, you know, like it's to me, it's a little allegorical in the sense of saving a soul. Yeah. He Which saved her. I, the ideas of that and stuff in stories of that I'm, I'm into and it. I don't know. I like it, I guess. Because that that's such an un that's an unknown territory. Nobody has an answer for that, you know, uh, definitive proof and answers of that. So it's very interpretive. And this mm-hmm. is such a great of, and this could play into such a. I mean, we've seen uh, ghost stories and stuff like that where all of a sudden there's a there's a person and it's like ah, yeah. and in Batman's, you know, Batman's down that down there and then she this person comes alive he saves her and gets her out and then what's left in his cape which i i didn't remember the end coming but i don't know if you can remember when you first read it but feeling like oh she's gonna be bones when he opens up and looks yeah and then she was yeah but that's not exactly like the point the like what, why isn't she, you know, flesh and flesh and bones since, well, that's not the point. Got her, got her bones to give her peace. Yeah. There in the Wayne mausoleum. You know, one, one of the things that I, I wanted to, to ask you was, do you feel like when Batman, like, I feel like in some of these stories, Batman is very, uh, childlike in his approach. Not like he's a, like a little kid, but he just, I, I don't know. He, I feel like he's, a, he's comforting. He he wants to give her, uh, you know, he wants to give her like a safe ending. He wants to, even there's even that that there's a little there's that part where he's talking about oh I'm gonna go visit the baby. I might even make a silly face. You know he's he's trying to hmm. be kind, but like he's his internal monologue feels very. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say. I don't know if child likes the right approach, but like, yes, he's still Batman. He's the dark Knight detective. He's all those things. He's the Cape crusader, but like there's the damaged little boy that's there. And I feel like he's, he's tapping into that a lot here because he's trying to like, how do I save this girl? That's why he's Batman. He saves that. So it doesn't happen to anybody else. This is his chance to rescue her um, from, you know, the, her tragedy going really deep here. (laughs) But like, I, I just feel like the way he's, talking to himself in his head towards the end, you know, he's, he's like, what the heck was all of this? Right. Um, you know, was it the demon? Um, he says like, uh, does it even matter? (laughs) He's like, what's the difference if it's a few demons? Like my parents are still just as dead. Gotham is still Gotham. 
and I'm still, I'm still whatever I am. Um, and the, again, I, something I, I love about this, I don't want to say simplistic Batman, but he hasn't yet become the Batman who knows freaking everything. And like, as I read this, reread this, uh, the other day, um, I feel like I missed that Batman who, who's still like eight year old Bruce who's damaged, mm-hmm. who's hurt. And he's just, Hey, I'm going to do what I got to do. Um, still very capable, but he's not like the, you know, what they call him? Like God, Batman, you know, like as he became like early two thousands answer to all problems. Yeah. He's still very human in his approach to things. And I kind of miss that. And I miss the I miss the little boy who's still trying to like squash his pain. And I think that's what you get at the end of this story is um, he's driven by his trauma. He's driven to save and protect people. And then there's something it's such it's I know it's a weird like supernatural ending, but I, I thought it was so sweet how he rescued her. <laughs> yeah. Like and and what that causes him to, you know, process at the end like, man. This was weird. He's all saying this is weird. You know, he doesn't say that, but I'm just like my yeah. my interpretation. What the heck happened? Is it demons? Well, his, is it his comment about he might make a silly face. I will take every day instead mm-hmm. of I don't have a butler anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying, and I I I think that that's why a lot of people like to go and play Batman in early years. Mm-hmm. because it's I don't want to say it's less challenging but there is maybe there is a status quo of uh, I mean they took away all of his money you know recently mm-hmm. and I think it's like well that's how we can shake it up because yeah. if Batman knows everything like where's our I'm not saying that was a last desperate idea or anything it was just that was a major shake up and yeah I like I don't know because I've never like, been one either of like if he's just uh, the weirdest comparison here. But in one of the Friday the 13th, it was Freddy versus Jason. And it was like Freddy knocked Jason down. And then all of a sudden, Jason was the little little Jason that drowned just shivering yeah. and cold, you know, and it I mean, it's a big, goofy, gory, fun horror movie. But I think with the point they were trying to get across there was like, oh, look at inside. He's still the little scared six year old boy. Yeah. And that a little bit is like, I don't want that in this sense, because I think that take for a, a Batman, because that takes away some credibility as if yeah. he's just an immature child that doesn't know things. And he just knows to uh, just to fight. And that's all it's like. I want some uh, adult uh, what say, uh, thinking intelligence and stuff behind it. But I do get the point of scarred by such a traumatic event. And mm-hmm. just that's that wounds never healed in 25 years since then, or however long you want to say the story is yeah. uh, the nineties had that. And I think I do like gaps of Bruce doesn't know. He doesn't catch on to ceremony of the bat until he's tied up and, you know, caught by the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. I like that. There is that. Cause otherwise we don't have a story. I'm very easy to accept that Batman doesn't know something. Because it's yeah. like, well, the, well, if he knew it, well, then the story's not as compelling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't know it, what Tommy J was up to. Tommy That's J. That's okay. We didn't either. 
And Tommy J, when once he got wise what was going on, he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, we can't kill this chick. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm closing it, and I'm going to write about it later because that's what I do. I write. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. Agreed. 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 <laughs> I don't know if I even really answered your question. I just kind of rambled and talked about Freddy versus Jason. And yeah, I don't know. We're all over well, the place I, in this one. Y- yeah, I, I know. I feel like I'm 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 scrambling because there's a lot of different thoughts that kind of came to me. Um, and so what I'm not saying is I, I I hope I didn't say like oh I want childlike Batman. No, I, no, no. I actually like when Batman, you know, he does something. He he gets a he gets knocked down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes back to the Batcave. Like okay, here's what I need. I need to grab this. I need to put this in my belt. Like you know, he doesn't. Being a detective is discovering like answers, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. like. I feel like he already has the answer and I don't want him to always have the answer. I want to discover the answers with him, but I'm glad for him to be prepared the next time out. Like we want to see him win and we just want to see his discovery of, of, you know, answering these challenges. And that's why I think it's really cool about this story is, is you see some, you see Batman figuring these things out. He's definitely being manipulated, but I think like, you know, it is because of, where he's at in Gotham and what this, you know, there is some like supernatural elements and that probably has a little bit of manipulation on him. And he's dealing with like, Oh shoot, I got to rescue kids and, mm-hmm. and so you, the know, throat, a, you know, you know, the whole yeah. deal. Yeah. So all, yeah. So all, I think a lot of that plays into probably where he is mentally. And so, well, as you said, get to knock down a few. I enjoy that because if you look really deep into the character of where he's at in the uh, as Bruce, like in the city where he, his status quo is, is like he's a billionaire. He doesn't have a worry yeah. for his life, but it's it's like it's reassuring for our appreciation of like of the character itself and why he is one of our favorites is because he is very hum- humanistic and uh he could very easy not give a shit because yeah. he's like, well, I've got a mansion. I'm set for life on money. I don't really care. But instead it's like, he's, he's getting knocked down a few and gets up again. You're never going to keep him down. Chumba. <laughs> <I knew> <laughs> uh, but, but I don't know. That's, that's a compelling story <laughs> that makes you root for the hero. You know, it's relatable on a much smaller level. I've never been in the position to have to sacrifice a child, but you know, to you have a hurdle, you don't clear it, you get up, you try again. And that's like, that's what this is. And there hasn't been a story like this since this to where Batman yeah. tried to prove, well, actually, uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, tried to sacrifice a girl and I saved Dominic. And I don't remember ever coming across Dominic in a mausoleum. <laughs> when I write my Batman comic one day, it's going to be in there. It'll be in there. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Dominic. Batman turns that's around and winks. <laughs> <laughs> and then does a little smile. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other points you want to bring up? Um, probably, but I can't think. I <laughs> can't think of them. I, I want, so I deep, you're spent. <laughs> well, I, I I think this is one of the best. Uh, I think I already said it. this is one of the best Riddler stories I've read, and mm-hmm. I still think it, if there was a top, you know, five list of Riddler stories, this is number one to me. Number one. Uh huh. I think everyone, if you haven't read it, really check it out. Um, it's a fun one too, and. Um, and I love that he's kind of he's in his like, you know, classic Riddler digs, you know, mm-hmm. um, part of me, part of me was thinking, oh, I wonder if like the 
the story would have had a bigger influence on him. Like, would he change his garb at all? Like, at least a reverse, maybe black jacket, purple, you know, question marks. I don't know. That would have been kind of corny. I don't know. I just, there's something disturbing about being in his, you know, garb and going so dark. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk some favorites. Yeah. Uh, Justin Kowalski, what's your favorite part of Batman Dark Knight, Dark City? Oh, man. Uh, it's it, a lot of it, it's just all of him. It's just all of Batman discovering the the riddles and his mm-hmm. inner process of like, how am I going to do this? You know, because it does display it displays his capabilities. You know, um, so yeah, I don't have I don't have like a oh my gosh, this whole scene was there. There's not like a high point scene, just the tension of the tracheotomy, like that is like probably one of the tensest things I've probably read in a comic and. You know, right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Batman has to slit his kid's throat <laughs> again. <laughs> ah, oh my gosh, why? But yeah, that 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 definitely gives you some uh, some emotions. So All right. I don't know if it's my favorite part, but it definitely is a part that sticks out in this story. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think is odd uh, the ceremony of the bat. The oh, the original okay. one from 1765, only because oh. it has all of those elements of that kind of, you know, uh, folklore and stuff for me. That is always a great basis for for a creepy story, that atmosphere yeah. of that time period. And then in that, you know, you've got these these nuts that think this is what they need to do. And then that panic and that craze because shit's at the fan. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's a very, it's a very good setting for a horror movie. So for me, it's like, it's very effective yeah. for that vibe and stuff. too. They, so, and we didn't talk about this, but they, they actually feel very reluctant to me. They're like, Ooh, they want to do this, but then they feel, you know, dread about yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Again, Which is so relatable. So, so when people talk a big game and it's like, all right, now it's, it's crunch time. It's like, uh, yeah. Oh actually, my gosh. What are we doing? I can't believe we did this. I don't oh, think forgive I want to stab and... her. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just, I feel like it's a great, like, uh, example of the evil of Gotham. Like there's yeah. this evil in Gotham and it's going to, it's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it got them and they were, like repentant, like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? We can't do this. And, and, you know, I, I'm writing this down so that people know the evil we did, mm-hmm. you know, like there's this, but there's this no escaping like Gotham's grab. There's, there's no soul. escaping Thomas Jefferson. Okay. <laughs> there's no escaping Tom, Thomas Jefferson is. If I was a history teacher. I'd make them all read. You need to buy Dark Knight, Dark City. Okay. You're all, this is very this important. This actually happened, guys. <laughs> this is You're true. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, how about a favorite panel? Oh, my gosh. My favorite panel. Yeah, this is it's going to sound funny to you because it wasn't my favorite riddle. But I that last page, the splash page of issue one, not issue one, part one. Where it says the night is ours, and it's just like Batman uh, with his cape around him, and like zombie guy reaching out to him, like through the the graves. It's Justin cool Kowalski. Of- oh, is that, that your mine favorite too? too? Yeah, Shut I up. screenshot that. I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that yeah, picture. It, well, that's good. And there's the thing. There's not a lot of splash pages in this book. Hmm. I'll say, like, there's not a lot of like bat. Like, I feel like there could have been, but. The story is very small. It's not a big story of Batman jumping through the city, right? There's yeah. a, there's a there's that opening scene where the girl um dies. Oh, mm-hmm. I, well, wasn't that wasn't that a riddle too where where she 
she shows up on top of the police headquarters and then she falls like Batman. Yeah. Right. Wasn't, I think we missed that one. Cause it was like too. the first encounter that was right at the beginning when Gordon and Batman were talking. Yeah. And I forget like what her name was, what they called her. Yeah. I forgot too. damn it. Yeah, we yeah, failed. Yeah, we All right. Stuck. Let's restart. Stop recording. Stop let's recording start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean yeah, that's she, pretty brutal too because you you see it as she's falling and Batman gets his his bat rope and he oh and he that grabs was that was something I wanted to bring up with you that was crashes one of the through things. Luigi's restaurante it's always a town hey, always a town so what is this <laughs> um that was one of the things I wanted to say to you I, I remember there was two things that um okay. I don't have my phone where my I have my notes my notes oh no um but. This is predating Batman's grapnel gun. That's all. Like he throws a battering, like, like, dang, bro, with your rope. Like that's. I don't know how fast you can throw that. You know. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't start grappling around much until, I think. I say, there's a Google question. Yeah, I think I. I feel like the first time I remember the grapnel stuff is uh-huh. like Tim Drake era when Tim Drake comes in. Like there's that issue where they're like going around the amusement park and um, when they start going on patrol, I feel like that's when he starts really using it. I could be off, but like I was it was very I was very aware to like, why doesn't Batman just use his grapnel? Pfft, you got to got that girl a lot quicker, you know? Yeah. He's just throwing batterings with ropes on him. And it's pretty brutal, too, because, I mean, when you see yeah. it as I mean, first of all, you think legs ripped out of socket. And then she goes yeah. flat, like flying through, crashing through Luigi's, and yeah, Luigi. It's like, hey. oh, that, she doesn't make it. She, there's no way that yeah. she's making that. So yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. brutal. Yeah, I don't think it was part of the ritual, but it was like the kickoff. Like it was like the what what got him. Like that was the first riddle, right? But mm-hmm. the first thing was he had to kiss kiss the the hanged the man. man. So. Um. So yeah, me zombie night is ours. Yours zombie night is ours. How about yeah animated adaptation? Yeah, like as long as it's <laughs> yeah, as long as it's a little, it, it's got to be you know pushing the boundaries of like what's appropriate. Like you can't get this at Target in the kid aisle, which they yeah. do all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a kids, cartoon. Kids, that means a it's a film. kid. Yeah, yeah, that's Batman. Kids, but um, you need yeah, to put I, a knife I, close to a baby stir on the cover so everybody knows oh this gosh. is not a kid's movie. <laughs> no, no, it's very Nolan, you know, because Nolan doesn't really show, you know, mm-hmm. you just get like that done and like, oh, and then I don't know anybody who doesn't cringe at, at parts of seven before the end, you oh, know, and we don't see yeah. the stuff happen. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's a it's effective. Uh, yeah, I would, too. I don't. Would you want one of the like 70 minute movies or would you want like an episode of TV? No, this has to be a uh, this needs to be a 90 minutes, man. You know, yeah, one episode isn't going to do this, isn't going to serve it well. One, because I mean, the the structure of the animated series in the 90s, you know, it was almost like it was a, I mean, it was all three parts and it's yeah. almost like introduction, middle fight finale. And this yeah. Yes, this is three issues, but there's, you know, in a sense, it's like there's six sacrifices that needs that needs to be done. Uh, You can't cram that in 30 minutes. That's too it's too much. So I think that they could do it and they could have a lot of fun, really, you know, play out the the zombie scene uh, and everything, too. And 
Yeah. Really play out some horror elements, stretch out the ceremony itself. Uh, I just yeah. want to voice Thomas Jefferson. That yeah. <laughs> what would your voice be like? Um, I would, I would just, uh, I don't know. My Thomas Jefferson voice would probably, I'd have to, they're old. They're like old time, mm. like 1700. So they're probably very proper in how they approach things. Right. So I don't know. I would I would talk like this. We can't be in here. We need to get out of here. We can't be sacrificing young virgins. This has gone too far. Stockman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had two ideas of one, just make him Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because <laughs> get out of here now, Dominic. Um, but, then, <laughs> but then I was trying to look up. I did not watch America, the motion picture, the animated movie on Netflix. But I wondered if somebody in that, because Channing Tatum was George Washington. So I wonder if somebody voiced Thomas Jefferson. So there you go. Because it would fit. It's all connected. So it would fit in perfectly. It has to be Arnold. Okay. (laughs) No, God, stop me. (laughs) It's just gone far enough. I closed it off and I ran away and now I'm writing in my diary. (laughs) A symbolic sacrifice, <laughs> I always thought. Ah. Hey. <laughs> chill. Chill. <laughs> he's so chill. I was chill randomly throwing a Batman and Robin line. Why not? Uh, I like it. He's all killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <I, laughs> like, what are you talking about? The ceremony of the bat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. Do you have anything left to say before we, we head on out of here, Justin Kowalski? Yes. Any other thoughts? My f- absolute favorite thing about this story is issue uh is the cover to um oh gosh i don't remember the issue number dude because i have that that stupid uh non-actual issue i have the digital 454 i love that cover yeah i love that cover it's just the riddler in his suit it's like what if frank gorshin went dark because the, the cover is like Riddler's got a little bit of gray in his temples. It looks like it's this issue right here, bro. Boom. I'm showing him. He yeah, that's it. a good one. Like that, mm-hmm. that, that cover's really cool. I think that's the first cover I saw. I think that's the first issue I got. Um, just sticks out. I, anything Mignola does, he's got such a cool style and um, the composition's great. Like just, just this ominous Riddler in the shadows of some bat demon statue. I don't know what the heck's going on there, dude. And just just the way, you know, Batman's illustrated, it looks really cool. It's such a that's a great that's a great image, dude. That's yeah. the cover of the animated like Blu-ray or whatever the heck it would be. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, OK, I think this is a great book. I'm glad it's finding its audience. I'm glad it's celebrated uh, I, because I'm a physical a physical guy i would i would absolutely yeah, you like are. if they really <laughs> i would really like it if they reprinted uh the trade um mm. of this and include what justin found on dc universe infinite where bruce lost the cave because why not you know <laughs> we all have those moments right <laughs> uh, uh this is a great yeah. a great riddler story when we need more great riddler stories so if you've gone this yeah. long and you've never read the book uh it's still a joy to read um, it's still it's worth great. reading, even though we've said everything. So track it down. Uh, give it yeah, a read. Yeah, but we were, we were bouncing all over the place. We were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were we've really. Uh, 
I hope some somebody like a history teacher has listened to this and was like, I think <laughs> I don't know that Thomas Jefferson did that, but I need to check it. Thanks, Batman. Oh, I bet you there is. I <laughs> bet news. you there's some. We, if I if I would have thought about it, it was Thomas Jefferson and the occult. It sounds like a thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Different times back in the 18th century. <laughs> right. I'm actually gonna check right now. <laughs> please Let's ask. Please do. Ask Google. Was he a federalist? <laughs> Did he partake in the ceremony of the bat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. What if it's all yes? Yeah. Was Thomas Jefferson in the occult? Da 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 da. da. Primary, a plantation, it didn't matter, da, 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 which ranged from mathematics and horticulture. Um, uh, was he involved in the Constitution? No, it doesn't say anything about the occult. So, well, all right, that's fiction. <laughs> False. Damn it. Um, I'll cut that out. So I will tell everybody truth. No, I'm kidding. True. Uh, <laughs> yes. Justin. Thank you as always for coming back on the Batman book club. Uh, I didn't always. shout out yet that you are the, you've done a lot for this show. Uh, always appreciated um, that, that opening that everybody loves. Uh, yeah. Credit to Justin Kowalski, the logo that T public almost wanted to take everything down, but loved your <laughs> bat book. Uh, they don't logo part. That's still up there. Yeah. All of it much appreciated my friends. So why don't you go ahead mm-hmm. and plug away? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, if you would like, uh, at Justin M. Kowalski. Justin there you go. Kowalski. Spell that one out. Spell that one for your mom. Uh, or you can follow <laughs> Let's Get Podcast at Let's Go Podcast on Twitter as well. Um, we took a, a little bit of a hiatus of shows for like November to February, but we've put some out. We have a new one dropping today, which is probably not the same day this episode's coming out, but we did a an overview on the Peacemaker show. Ooh, and nice. So, yeah. yeah and so we'll have our we'll have a, a the batman show coming as well because mm-hmm. uh we're gonna see that in a couple days and then uh yeah there you go um, go do that me and matt ritchie handling business there you so go check it out it's, it's weird to think i love being on the batman book club and I one day it. i want to be on one of the monthly wrap-ups love having you on oh uh, we'll we'll do it we'll do it with peter with peter arvera yeah, um, it's weird to think that in time, like right now, as we're talking, we have not seen the yeah. Batman. When this episode drops, we will have seen the Batman. That's true. So that's pretty. It, that's pretty fun. It was great. <laughs> Loved it. Hated he actually it. got the Brayfogel car at the end. It's crazy. <laughs> it's all blue and bubbly. Uh, we can now confirm that uh, weird that the one thing they took out of this for the Riddler was he grabbed a baby and took a knife, and it was yeah, not a okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh. What if that actually happens in the movie? We have no idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're in for a rude awakening. They're all, yeah. We went for this, like, random 90s comic. Push that PG-13. We pushed that PG-13. If you want to follow the show and you aren't already, you can on Twitter at TheBatmanBC, where you can find out latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, and even Batman polls. Go there. Uh, When you hear this episode, there will be a new one up. You can also follow on Instagram at TheBatmanBC. If you have any questions or comments, concerns, go to Eric Holzman. You can write them to TheBatmanBC at gmail.com. I already said at the top of the show, part of Patreon, patreon.com slash TheBatmanBC. Uh, if you want to support the show with some merchandise, some T-shirts uh, with that lovely logo from Justin and Ooh. Kowalski, uh, you can do it at tpublic.com, uh, type TBBC. But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% okay. The best thing you can do to help the show is 
Apple Podcasts. Leave a rate and review on the podcast page. Link to that page in the description of this episode. The more reviews it gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. Panic. There we go. All right. So for uh, Lego Lawrence himself, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, read more Batman comics.